I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording right next to my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Um, fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. still personally just still riding the high of doing an Instagram live with you last night. We did an Instagram live. I took like two hits of a vape pen out of this world. Had one beverage, and I'm out of my GD mind today. <laughs> I don't understand what is happening to my body. The time change has completely fucked me up. Not even the time. I actually think the time changing in the direction it did. Like my, if I just stayed on that schedule, I would be better off. That's what I'm doing. I'm waking up at like 6.30 because it's really 7.30. Right. And I've never felt this way before. It's the sun setting so early that really fucks me up. Because then now I eat dinner at like 4 (laughs) p.m. Which is not dinner. That's just late lunch. But And then there's like an entire half of the day still left. And it is so baffling. We're not even out the shortest day of the year yet. We not even like close. An entire month. Oh, yeah. It is truly baffling to me. I also spent the entire morning convincing myself that I have perfect pitch. <laughs> 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 Just doing a bunch of tests. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I do. Really? I mean, I think that for you to have both perfect pitch and epic snoring as we learned last night in the Instagram live that's a pretty unique combination and I'm really excited for you I think it's important to note that perfect pitch does not translate to <laughs> being able to like <laughs> sing or perform in any way it's just means you recognize the note yeah but first I need to learn the note yeah I think <laughs> true true so like sing a note and I'll see if I can find it uh... <laughs> No. I'm sorry. This is what perfect pitch is. It's me singing a note and then you playing every single key until you find it. This is a bad game. And you're also bad at it. I think it's that. I don't even remember what I did. Can we move on with the goddamn show? (laughs) Anyway, I spent my entire morning convincing myself I have perfect pitch. And I think we just proved that I actually do. So... (laughs) Sorry that you know what notes are. My ear is just so much better than yours, but we'll continue playing this game afterwards, by the way. (laughs) Um, Anyway, before we get into the show, I have two shows coming up, Chicago and Indianapolis. Yes. December 4th and December 5th. You can get tickets. We'll put the link in in the show notes, but mapbellisai.com slash tour. Um, Yeah, I'm going to Chicago for Thanksgiving and I'm sticking around and I will be performing at the City Winery in Chicago. Very fitting. And then the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. So I'm so excited. I'm so sad I can't be there, but I have a lot of Hoosier friends who are coming out for the indie show and I am very jealous of them. It's going to be great. Yeah. 
Anyway, what is coming up in today's episode? Well, we're going to kick things off as always with Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into the worst Thanksgiving traditions. That's right, folks. It's Thanksgiving season and I don't want to do anything except eat. Stop boring me with your all of these extra traditions. We don't need them. I don't want them. Let's focus on what matters this holiday season. Gluttony. And finally, we have got comedian Ahir Shah on the pod as our guest complainer. We get into everything from Nando's to conspiracy theorists to getting pickpocketed by Dickensian orphans and his new special on HBO Max, Dots. Also, Ahir's got an amazing British accent. So, I mean, any, any interview with the British guest is just classic that's what i that's i'll tell you that i'll I'll tell tell you you that that. new catchphrase so let's get into it let's do it let's start the show all right worst things first let's chat about the stupidest most ridiculous worst news of the week first this is from the Daily Mirror, which is a British tabloid, a famously very reputable source. Oh, absolutely. So obviously, this is of the utmost importance. An 11 year old girl who ate only chicken nuggets for nearly a decade. Is this so actually my British life, cousin? <laughs> uh, has been miraculously healed by a hypnotherapist and now loves to eat fruit and vegetables. Okay. Fruit and veg. That's not what they say. <laughs> the use of the word healed here is rude she wasn't healed she was tricked and bamboozled into eating fruits and veggies listen i'm there's you can't find a bigger defender of chicken nuggets than me yeah okay love them i love any type of shape the dinosaurs especially so cute a fan of those yeah although i'm more a fan of like a chicken tender i don't like a fake like mcdonald's kind of chicken nugget crust I don't like Where it's that. It's like rubbery but crispy at the same time. Very yeah. confusing. Um, but do you should I do I, would I recommend eating only chicken nuggets for an entire ten years? Probably no. not. I probably wouldn't. No. I think that'd be probably not too great for you, especially when you're in the like formative part of your body's yeah, life. Sure. Because yeah, I would say there's probably like not a single nutrient in a chicken nugget. <laughs> I don't even know entirely what nutrients are. It, to be completely frank, um, what is a nutrient? <laughs> Nobody's ever defined that. I think it's just kind of like a state of being, a state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this girl's mom said that she had an intense food phobia and would actually suffer like panic attacks when presented with most foods. Dang. All right. That sucks. And so she was like, I guess, I don't know if this person, this hypnotherapist is like a real therapist. (laughs) I don't think hypnotherapy is real. Is it? It is. Anyway, this girl's mom was concerned, so she sought out professional help, um, i.e. a hypnotherapist. And this girl was diagnosed with uh, this kind of like food intake disorder. Um, Again, I don't know if that's actually real. (laughs) Hypnotherapy is real. I will I will go down and say that. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it was like this this girl had like um, developed this 
aversion to all other foods. That's wild. And like for the longest time, doctors would be like, oh, she'll grow out of it. She'll eat other stuff. You know, she'll get hungry eventually and like eat whatever. And she wouldn't. She would like scream and cry and run away from chicken nuggets. What I love, though, is that this story, they did like a photo shoot and they they, like made them recreate. (laughs) It's a picture of a girl. The girl is sitting at a countertop hoarding. uh, She has her arms around like a pile of vegetables, grapes, bananas, cornucopia. And her mom is standing next to her with uh, an entire bowl full of chicken nuggets, overflowing with chicken nuggets, presenting it to her. So this is like the after picture. This is the triumphant after picture. The girl is side-eyeing the chicken nuggets and saying, no, I'm here for the veg, the fruits. Anyway, um, it only took three weeks. And this girl, she was she would listen to relaxing MP4s, is what this says. Um, songs, in other words. <laughs> Isn't an MP4 a video? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a video. <laughs> she would listen to a relaxation MP4s before meals and use an achievement chart. And now she can enjoy a roast with her family. What sucks for her is that she's in England, which has terrible food. So sorry. Right. Isn't Nando's? I mean, yeah, yeah, I would I would eat Nando's chicken nuggets yeah. all the time, even though I think I said during my interview that you'll hear with a here that um, I don't know if I've ever had Nando's anyway. Next, the city of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, received a call from County Mayo in Ireland. Oiland. 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 Anyway, so this Irish county um, made a phone call to um, the city of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and they were like, hey, um, we have your garbage can. <laughs> we, have your, we have a garbage can that we think belongs to, yeah? It's, um, this is uh, me Lucky Charms. Yeah, I was going to say, did you only learn it from both Lucky Charms and the hit <laughs> Disney film Luck of the Irish? Lock of the Irish. Uh, anyway, so it turns out that this barnacle-covered trash barrel had somehow waited all the way from South Carolina, more than 3,500 miles away to Ireland. And they found it and were like, we're going to call them up and give it back. <laughs> and they did. Wow. That seems like a real good use of their money. To ship it, I mean. What else is Ireland spending money on? Potatoes. <laughs> That's racist. Sorry. Okay, that's offensive to me and my people. <laughs> they spend it on bombs, okay? <laughs> to hurl at the queen. Or is that Northern Ireland? I, we can't, I don't even know. Here's the thing. How much do you think people are going to celebrate when she dies? Because <laughs> I'm. she is on the verge. She. Oh, yeah, she's real close. She's, people think she's already dead. She's like 500 years old. Truly. Biblical. It is insane that that woman is still alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't wish ill uh, on her at all. I actually did uh, when I worked at BuzzFeed.com. I, Wait, you worked at BuzzFeed.com? I did. Oh, my yeah. God. It's a little known part of capital my Capital B, capital F? Yes. <laughs> I wrote a story that was like pictures of the queen doing weird shit. And I imagined what she was saying in those <laughs> moments. And it was all like deeply sexual. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember they were like... You know, her team has like definitely seen this because that like went viral and it got like hundreds of thousands (laughs) of views. And um, someone at BuzzFeed who works in PR was like, her team has definitely seen this. Like they have a press office that this has definitely come up on their hits. (laughs) And like, (laughs) okay, going back to the story, the thing that fucks me up, I'm aware that I have seen 
images of Earth. I'm aware that I have seen w- global maps before. I know that the blue between the countries is water mm-hmm. and that it technically connects us. But the fact that a trash can went from South Carolina to the coast of Ireland does fuck me up. I think that there should be more barriers. Yeah. You know what I learned from TikTok is that the oceans all have borders. Like, I always assumed, as I'm sure most people did, that, like, all of the oceans just flow into each other. But, like, there is a physical border separating the Atlantic Ocean from the Pacific Ocean. The fuck are you talking about? Because they're each made of, like, different types of water. I absolutely, I cannot handle that at all. I I don't So there's a point where they they meet where it's, like, they're literally, like, different colors. And you can see, like, the line between them. Do the fishies, but the fishies go between one to the other, right? I don't know if they do. The fuck is this? It's so upsetting. I can't. And I have to learn that from a teen on TikTok. <laughs> anyway. All right. So finally. This, yeah. <laughs> this is all a story about how a trash can floated. That's <laughs> <laughs> how desperate he was for stories this week. I love that story. Also, I don't know if you've been following. Um, there is this whole like chain of murders that are happening in South Carolina. There's this like family. I don't even, I'm scared to even talk about it. Cause it's like a powerful crime family, um, legal family. This man who's like controlled the legal system in South Carolina for a while, um, has now there's all these mysterious deaths surrounding this guy. Was there a body in the trash can? I'm just saying a, a trash can washes up from South Carolina right now. I'd, I'd do some double checking. You check that shit for DNA. Yeah. And finally, love this story going out with a bang. Due to a broken space toilet, <laughs> astronauts that are departing from the International Space Station will have to use diapers for their entire way home. The smartest people in the galaxy shit in their literal pants. I cannot imagine a worse situation of <laughs> you everyone grew up and like you know we we like idolized becoming an astronaut oh yeah and it's like guess what an astronaut does shit their pants wasn't <laughs> that woman who drove yes. all the way across she wore she, sheepers yeah she yeah. was a trendsetter i like how they also call them um they the astronauts will have to rely on what nasa describes as absorbent undergarments okay okay what do you think <laughs> Um, I think we all know what that means. Everyone's gonna be taking fat shits in their pants. Although I'm I don't even know what they're eating up there. Oh, actually, what they are eating, and I'm just putting this together right now, is that uh, they have been dogs. growing chili peppers in space, and it was like a huge accomplishment. This is the, the most comical <laughs> series. This is like a sitcom. It's like you make this groundbreaking scientific achievement by growing chili peppers in space and then <laughs> your toilet your toilet breaks <laughs> and you have to shit in your pants on the way home <laughs> after eating chili peppers. <laughs> oh, good. They were literally, it says uh, that growing chili peppers was a moral boost um, and they got to sample their harvest in the past week, adding pieces of green and red peppers to tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a worse meal before you have to travel wearing diapers. <laughs> this was the idea that they would eat tacos in space. Like I don't eat Mexican within a week of taking an airplane for six <laughs> hours at most. Okay. I'm this not sensitive stomach. Yeah. No, no, no. 
Although that's a lie. I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow and, and we're having, having it tonight. tonight yeah. So watch you know what out. you could do though? Wear a diaper. Every undergarment is a diaper. <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> I also love uh so much has been happening in space. They filmed the first like private movie. Like uh, a Russian movie company filmed in space. Oh, they filmed. I, sorry. I was thinking like screened it and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, they filmed it. Yeah. It was the first time. And and then they like, I know Tom Cruise was like racing to get to space so that he could beat the Russians. Yeah. To Which film a movie. The and most it's like... Tom Cruise thing ever. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want more Worst Things First, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash You'll get video bonus stories. You'll get a special separate podcast feed that's all of our bonus content that shows up right in your podcast app. You can head to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash It's only five bucks a month and you get all of that bonus content. You support me. You support the show. I have to upload some of the more recent stuff, but you get you get the back catalog for now. And um, yeah, it's all of our bonus stuff. Next, we're diving deep into Thanksgiving traditions. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, it's officially Thanksgiving season, even though Thanksgiving is still like a week away. But I'm calling it, folks, okay? Because I don't think that Thanksgiving should be limited to just one day. That's the first tradition I'll tear down. When are we going to celebrate the pilgrims killing everyone uh, (laughs) multiple times a year? uh, We go straight from Halloween to Christmas? No pilgrim love. Yeah, fuck everybody who goes right from Halloween to Christmas. Thanksgiving is a great holiday. It deserves to be celebrated. Thanksgiving season is a full season. Fucking Target? Target? Okay. I went to Target on Halloween and they had already taken all the Halloween stuff down and went directly to Christmas. Where are the turkeys? They looked at Mr. Turkey right and and said, you can go shit your pants. (laughs) You can go take your, your fucking dangly fucking neck neck tag and get out of our stores you're not welcome here so um but i'll be getting ready this week to to be going home for thanksgiving um and i'm sure many of you are getting ready for thanksgiving planning what you're doing this year the problem is i find a number of thanksgiving traditions to be absolute bullshit Mm -hmm. okay we should be centering the food this is a holiday about getting absolutely stuffed in more ways than one okay sex joke so Let's dive deep into the worst Thanksgiving traditions. Now, some of these will include foods that I think do not belong at the Thanksgiving table. Perhaps we've talked about this in years past, but it bears repeating. It sure does. (sighs) Number one. Let's, well, I'm going to go in hot. Green bean casserole. Get out of here. I will flip the table. I am sick of green bean casserole. I'm just like, you're making a whole song and dance about green bean casserole? It's beans. It's, it's green beans. It's beans made the it's worst, the worst way. Why? I mean, to worst be fair, bean, worst way. My family, we grew up. Um, my mom, uh, when she would make dinner, and we have famously said on this podcast that my mom um, <clears throat> doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> 
she cooks a mean lasagna, but <laughs> we would have cottage cheese as a side dish right. on regular on a regular basis. And whenever we needed to add a vegetable to things, she would just heat up a can of green beans, add nothing to it. Oh. So that was my experience of green beans. Not good. And obviously a green bean casserole is is such an elevated form of that. It's so much better than just a green bean in a can. And even that, from my humble beginnings as eating a green bean from a can, I still won't fuck with green bean casserole. (laughs) I just think it is a lesser casserole. Yes. I prefer a broccoli casserole. Broccoli is a more exciting vegetable to me. You got a lot more textures in there with a broccoli casserole. Yeah, you get the the head and the the shaft of the broccoli. Mm, That's what it's called. And the pubes of it oh, really God. you get the bush and the shaft Don't of a broccoli ruin broccoli for me <laughs> yeah i just i'm not a fan of green bean casserole also anything that you put wh- wh- whatever those dried onion crisps on mm-hmm. top are mm-hmm. i don't know there's they're just a little too stanky for me yeah we're getting a little too out there anyway next friendsgiving the tradition of friendsgiving for those who don't have friends Uh, It is the day before Thanksgiving. Typically, everybody who's come back home for Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, you go out with all of your friends. Um, It's a goddamn high school reunion. Absolutely. My dad, every single year, he's like, oh, you're going to go out for the craziest night of the year. People think New Year's is the craziest night of the year. No, it's the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. I've never once been invited to go out (laughs) (laughs) the night before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay, so that's kind of a different take on it, which is... I don't have any friends, <laughs> therefore I don't like Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving. Um, I mean, to be fair, yeah, I don't really know if it's I... It's not a huge... Is it actually a big party night, though? I think it is for a lot of people. And I'm just like, A, I don't want to be hungover on Thanksgiving. No! I, I would rather be hungover the day after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. So I can fully enjoy the sensual experience that is the Thanksgiving feast. Exactly. Um, B, I mean, this is just my same opinion on High School Reunion, which is like, the past is in the past. I have my friend. The past <laughs> is in the past. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. All right. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Friendsgiving. Um. Take it or leave it. Leave it. Next, setting the table with stupid decorations. What's is there? Are there good decorations or just? Are all decorations stupid in this case? The only thing that should be decorating the Thanksgiving table is the food. Okay. Okay. If you have space on your table for decorations, mm-hmm. you didn't make enough, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I don't mind a, a nice centerpiece. Maybe a candle. A candle. Yeah. Although, let me tell you, there have been a couple of holidays at the Finkel family household where a candle has been accidentally pushed over and almost started a fire. So you better watch out with those candles when you're passing around a lot of food. Well, yeah. Don't set yourself on fire. Again, this is just like <laughs> your issue with it is that you don't know how to handle <laughs> Um also saw a great TikTok. Um, a lot of TikToks are just people um, posting videos from their um, like ring cams, their their home cameras. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of people who have just exited someone's house that they were visiting and ripping apart. <laughs> <laughs> they think they're in the clear, but um, there was a nanny cam that caught um, a cat setting its tail on fire yeah. and the cat and the dog that there's also a dog there just staring at its flaming cat it goes out the people don't notice oh god they must have just noticed it after the fact 
But that's why candles come with a warning that says don't use around pets. Yeah. Anyway, um, next football on Thanksgiving. No, don't understand this tradition. From what I understand, again, don't really know anything about the sport. But I think the games on Thanksgiving are like made up. I'm sorry, what? I don't even think they're like not part of the regular season. It's just like its own thing. And then they get like a trophy, like a turkey trophy at the end. I. I'm almost positive. Don't, don't think correct you're me if I'm right wrong. at all. Actually, <laughs> I'm almost positive. I don't think so. I've been to a lot of Thanksgiving football parties. Ew, why? My, my friends, my friends' parents would host them every year. So they would host a football party in on the morning. Yeah, and then they like kind of. I don't even know if they would do Thanksgiving, but like that morning they would invite like that everyone over. <laughs> You're you're celebrating only that part of Thanksgiving? Poss- Maybe they continued to actually do Thanksgiving, but they would host like 30 people at their house in the morning for football. That is the most upsetting tradition I've ever heard. I can't even imagine it. Love you, Jillian. Anyway, um, also the morning of Thanksgiving, the parade. Who has the energy to do all these other things? Oh, men. I was going to say, when you could be cooking... In the kitchen. Yeah, I'm not lifting a finger on Thanksgiving. As I guess the parade is for the kids and the football's for the men and then the women are just cooking. <laughs> and that's how is that how all this came to be? Is that did I just discover the origins of all of these Thanksgiving traditions? Yeah. Is patriarchy? Um that's why I as the child get to just sit and complain about all of it. Yeah. Other food related things, cranberry sauce. I want to get behind it so bad. I'm trying. But Every time I'm like, this is only here for aesthetics. Yeah. You're only here because you make the plate look better. I mean, she is you gorgeous. make the table look better. Um, that being said, I do not believe in the canned cranberry sauce. If your cranberry sauce holds the shape of the can when you plop it out, you're uh, absolutely out of your mind. Also, controversial, I don't really think dinner rolls belong at Thanksgiving. What? What are you filling up with bread for? Everything else is so much better. A roll is just like, it feels like an obligation. Like, oh, I have to have a dinner roll. Uh, yeah, but then if I love gravy and being able to to mop everything up with a dinner roll. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at for me. Fair, fair, fair. No, I'll stand by it. <laughs> um, and finally, here's what I don't like. Saying what you're thankful for. <laughs> um... Thanksgiving is not not about giving thanks, okay? Read my diary, okay? I'm not broadcasting that shit. <laughs> yeah, read my gratitude journal, okay, <laughs> Oprah? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has ever actually... Do, do people do this where yeah. it's like go around the table and say what you're grateful yeah. for? I'm, I don't like sitting when I can see all of the food and then listening mm. to like a homily. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone uh, is having fun planning what you're going to do. Also, I... we have another episode coming out before Thanksgiving, <laughs> so don't yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah, I just think that um, have have fun. You know what I mean? Like not, you know, just have fun. Next, we have Ahir Shaw on the pod right after this commercial break. 
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Liai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. My guest complainer today has been called one of his generation's most eloquent voices. He was nominated for the Edinburgh Comedy Award at the French Festival twice. You may have seen him on Mock the Week, Have I Got News for You, Live at the Apollo, so much more. And his stand-up special, Dots, is now streaming on HBO Max. Welcome, Ahir Shah. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. Are, are you in London right now? Yes, I am in my bedroom in central London and did not really clock until a few minutes ago that this was going to be on both video <laughs> and audio and uh, consequently uh, look like this. I will say overwhelmingly people will be listening and not not seeing this. I oh, I mean, if it, if it eases you at all, I literally just threw on a hat, um, have not showered today, was in bed pretty much 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> I, I'm, you know, we're on the same page here. Yes, but I feel as though given that you're several hours behind me, that's far more acceptable for you than it would have been for me were that the case. True. I mean, to be fair, it is noon here. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been up and active many hours ago, but still. <laughs> anyway, the question that we love to ask is, what is one thing that you hate that everybody else loves? Mm. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's uh, everybody else uh, loves, but certainly is, to my mind, almost unfathomably popular uh, uh -huh. in my country. And that is the Conservative Party. Um, sure. <laughs> they, uh -huh. because, because they keep winning and like winning well as well. Like not like, oh, it's a bit of a toss up and uh, uh, what have you. Uh, like this at, at the 2019 general election, our most famous one took an 80 seat majority. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty hefty going. And right. it's never made sense to me. So I'm like, and this is a, it's a, it's a tricky thing because, you know, as, as a comedian and stuff, it's like you feel like you need to understand the country and understand the people that you're speaking to and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there is this very large subset uh, of the population who are just really into something that baffles me. Uh, and right. that's, not a, that's not a good way to be, I don't think. 
And do you feel like you have gotten any sort of grasp on what is driving the, I, I don't know, the people who are, are voting that way? Yeah. Well, I, I think that I, I do understand it because um, the our, our political right um, seems less crazy than yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably say. fair. So, yeah, it's like we've not got, you know, the... Like, for example, the Conservative Party are entirely just committed to green issues. And it's like, yeah, climate change is an obvious real problem. Sure, uh, sure. And we have like extremely ambitious targets for what we're going to do uh, over there. And so that makes like maybe our political right is a bit more center ground than in the United States, where mm-hmm. half of them do appear to believe that climate change is Jesus hugging the world slightly closer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not wrong, not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like there's a little bit of overlapping in terms of people who are voting conservatively having some sort of cognitive dissonance about, like, you know, my vote actually having an effect on what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like the sentiment after 2016 and Brexit was like... I, well, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. <laughs> I voted for this, but I didn't think... Or, like, I voted for Trump, but I didn't think he would actually do all of the things yeah. that he said he was going to do. Uh, oh, no, I, I know for a, uh, a friend's dad um, who voted leave in the uh, European referendum, not because he actually wanted to, but because he thought it would be unfair if they lost by too much. Uh, and so... <laughs> That is the most British reasoning. (laughs) They're like, mate, this happened. He's like, yeah, I'm upset about it. Well, what did you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do love I do love the kind of deeply British sentiment of I don't want them. I don't want their feelings to be hurt too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I can't even wrap my head around that. I don't know. I I fast forward five years and no one has petrol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have learned absolutely zero lessons globally. Yeah, I guess that maybe that was one of my questions, which is generally, I don't know, how are things going over there? It feels like they're getting worse and worse every day. Yeah. For like nuclear winter, perhaps. <laughs> oh, it's like it's going badly from the perspective of someone who thought that it would go badly. Like this is they found new levels. Bad. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's unpredictably bad. Like it's so. I thought that. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be pretty rough. Uh, and you uh-huh. know, like not really dealing with the pandemic very well, and the sort of fallout over Brexit and whatnot. And I thought, all right, it's probably not going to be good. But you know, you you think that. Uh, am I just catastrophizing because I lost? So it, mm-hmm. it must be the worst possible thing in the world. And yes, given that. Every day, seemingly at the moment, there are suggestions from the government that we bring in the army in order to deal with some element of the British state that has collapsed at that particular point. Uh, you're like, ah, oh, no, I, I don't think that I don't think that countries that are smashing it evoke uh-huh. the military daily uh, for right. like basic stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound like a great sign. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I was, I mean, it's funny kind of the news that kind of trickles through to the mainstream, I guess, um, in in the U.S., uh, which initially 
my my reading were um, about a shortage of McDonald's milkshakes that mm-hmm. that struck the UK because of I mean, and, and that was just one symptom of a, of a much larger problem. But I do love that the reporting that came came to my eyes was there's no milkshakes. <laughs> but I think that this uh, sort of goes back to what we were discussing earlier, right, where the cognitive dissonance of it actually having a tangible impact, right? Because so many of the things that we choose or vote for or anything, because our voices are so diffuse, mm-hmm. uh, will have, you know, th- there are abstract implications and everything, but it's it's very difficult to work out causality, right? But then when you go to Nando's, like the uh, big chain of chicken restaurants in the UK, mm-hmm. many of whose branches closed because there was no chicken. Right. And you're like, oh, that's actually... Like that's uh, you can you can feel that. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're I think if we emphasize more the effect that votes have on Nando's, then (laughs) perhaps people would pay more attention. Yeah. I sadly I've been to the UK a few times and I've still never had Nando's and I don't I feel like I'm missing out. Oh, you absolutely are. I mean, I'm I don't eat meat and I'm an evangelist for Nando's. They have excellent (laughs) vegetarian options. Uh, Fair. So, you know, if, if they if they can get me, then they can get anyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I perhaps I need to make a special trip just for that. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think we have, uh, I don't think we have any any branch of it here. I could be wrong. Yes, well, I know it, it started in South Africa, but it um, very much, it came into its own in the UK. Right, right. Uh, this is, it's, it's one of the few things that we're still doing well. Right. Uh, like, <laughs> When when they haven't had to close owing to a lack of chicken. True. A lack of chicken, a lack of people to drive the chicken to where the chicken needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I, I mean, I, I, I watched your special. It was amazing. Uh, you do have uh, a number of jokes about vaping and attempting to quit smoking. <laughs> mm. um, I notice you're vaping in in this hour. Um, mm. How is how has that journey been going? Uh, I mean, I'm still hopelessly addicted to nicotine uh but sure. uh th- that i've i've just uh found a more technologically uh infused way of doing it yeah. um yeah i i was much more interested in um quitting cigarettes than i was quitting nicotine uh-huh. so that's uh that's done something and you know yeah for a while i i had the jewel so i was like an american child right um, but that uh, is it is true that i mean i i will vape with um I I haven't I haven't experimented with nicotine at all. I have a horrifically addictive personality, so I feel like the second I try it, I'll be you know dumping millions into Juul. But I do you know the occasional marijuana vaping, and there nothing does feel less cool than an electronic cigarette. <laughs> it is truly still to this day, even though it has become more popular, I still feel so lame. Yeah. Uh no that's that's very true. Uh and I I I recognize that it's uh it's deeply but then yeah it's like it's only the sort of aesthetics of smoking that uh, sort of 100 years of Hollywood and everything has given to us that makes that particular form of drug dependency look rad. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, yeah, oh, no, I, just be, being a drug addict isn't cool. <laughs> it's a, so this this looks this looks probably about how cool being a drug addict should look. Yeah, yeah. 
but still, I mean, I do, I do wish that, you know, hitting a vape had the same sort of dramatic effect as, you know, smoking a cigarette as, again, that kind of movies and TV have portrayed. Like landing a, a, a point or a punchline with, with after smoking a cigarette, that dramatic pause, it just doesn't yeah. have the same effect when you're, when oh, you yeah, hear like, the electronic <laughs> melting of oil. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you you watch like Richard Pryor live and smoking, and you're like, "What? Well, that is extra." He looks amazing doing yeah. that, and yeah, the the 21st century equivalent of nailing a punchline and it just going. <laughs> yeah, it just does not have the same effect. Uh, so you're back on stage now. You've you've been back on stage for a little bit, but I I, I assume the last kind of year and a half has been not great. Yeah, well, so it was um, it was May seventeenth that we were able to start doing things in sort of semi full rooms, and sort of July nineteenth that absolutely everything in the country has opened, and we still like have a very high number of baseline cases, but uh-huh. we've sort of all decided to pretend it's not a thing anymore, right? Uh, because we all like the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're about, we're about there. That sounds like yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, usefully, uh, everyone here is vaccinated. So that's, that's true. Uh, that does not sound like Florida. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, yes, uh, where, you know, you reserve your right to uh, remain unvaccinated before engaging in safe behavior like wrestling an alligator or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that generally happens outdoors, which is safer. So I, mean, yeah, I yeah, would say <laughs> the, the amount of indoor alligator wrestling is pretty limited, but. I'm not. I won't be a Florida apologist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's it's always you know it, it got tricky enough to follow what the rules were in this country and even different parts like you know England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland had different uh, rules during it. So I don't know how it's been in a lot of other places because I know you know all fifty states seem to have quite divergent policies Truly, uh, yeah. on everything. But yeah, it, it was just that period from sort of. March 2020, where everything just sudden handbrake stop, uh, and it, yeah, that 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 year because there were some things that we could do, like in the summer there were outdoor gigs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like I, I think that during that year, uh, from like April 2020 to April 2021, I did stand up 13 times, and normally as I got, it's like right. 250 a year or whatever. Uh, so it's yeah, very very jarring, and certainly didn't help the 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 general existential malaise of the pandemic, where you go like sort of, <laughs> what am I for? Like what yeah. what do I do? Like that was the sort of thing that like oh, I really invested too much of my identity right, into right. that profession. <laughs> I I truly have not met a single person who has not gone through some sort of existential crisis in the last year. Um, it seems like we've all made it out, but I don't know if anybody has answers. And it sounds like perhaps you don't either. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, all I all I do know is quite how odd it is. Every time I reflect on the fact that sort of in pretty much every society in the world, like has gone through the most like profound collective psychological shock of the, like, well, certainly in uh, all developed countries uh, have ended up in that situation. And 
we were there mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, and just, we've all collectively just gone, <laughs> hey, that was weird. Anyway, uh, and, <laughs> and like, no, I'm surely, surely there's something sort of rummaging in yeah. the back of my brain uh, that acknowledges quite how often just deeply frightening so much of that uh, period yeah, of time I, was. I don't know if we've we've fully grasped how how much we're all absolutely fucked. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think <laughs> I realize it in moments where I'm back out in public and I hear someone cough and my body does like a full, mm. like it goes into fight or flight. My, I tense up and it's like, oh, that's not normal. I, it wasn't that way before. Something is wrong. <laughs> Something is off yeah, and different. Yeah, yeah. And just like every time I sort of wander around into, you know, a shop or the underground or what have you and dutifully putting the mask on and everything, and you're like, this definitely wasn't always right. no. the case. <laughs> and it and it's worse now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, this is less preferable to the way that it was. And I accept that exactly, I must yeah. do it. Uh, but by God, I'm going to be upset about it. Yeah. And we at least should allow ourselves all to be able, you know, to, to kind of walk around with some, w- w- to be indignant at all times. I think that is at the very yeah. least. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. How are you? Furious, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Like, Not you, good. Everything's going very poorly. Have you, do you live by yourself? Uh, I did before the pandemic. Okay. okay. Um, and then. When this uh, kicked off, um, my friend moved in with me and my then-girlfriend uh, moved in as well. Uh, so we sort of set, uh, sat through the, right, right. the thing together, uh, which made it a lot less. Because I think that... I mean, do you, live, do you live alone? I live by myself, yeah. And the idea of a, a kind of comedian living alone for a, a year and a half with little social interaction, uh, I can say from experience, not great. <laughs> Concerning to everybody yeah. on the outside. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was, it was very uh, uh, sort of clear that I'm like, oh, I'm very glad that you're both here because I would 100% have gone fully insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or you just have an audience then for your impending yeah. insanity. <laughs> yeah, precisely. But I do, I, I sort of worry about what it would have been because, like, I know, and I'm sure you'll know, uh, people in the comedy world that because uh because all of the work dried up and everything and it was you know your livelihood is removed from something entirely mm-hmm. beyond your control and uh i unfortunately know a few people who ended up going slightly deep end in terms of conspiracy theories and whatnot uh about this because at least that allows you to rationalize this mm-hmm. awful thing that's happening uh and everything and so you know, like, don't trust uh, vaccines or science generally and uh, uh, very well. And uh, you do do sort of worry that, you know, I I don't think that I would have been that sort of person Mm -hmm. had I been alone throughout the whole thing. But you never know. And uh, what what if, you know, if if I had, if that were the only thing providing me a sense of solace and uh, a way of understanding... Uh, than conceivably. I do love that we're we're all kind of just one potential detail away from just going fully, you know, full conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it hadn't been for this one factor, who knows? Oh yeah, that that veil is a lot thinner than any of us would care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
is is that sort of like conspiracy theory uh that f- kind of like fringe insanity as prevalent or, or prevalent at all in the UK? Uh certainly yeah. there are elements of it. Uh oddly I live very near one of the people who is sort of most responsible mm-hmm. for that sort of thing uh in the UK uh is a man called Piers Corbyn. Uh, who was the brother of the mm-hmm. former leader of the Labour Party uh, here, but is a sort of like, very like he's a climate change denier and uh, various assorted conspiracy theorists. But I I know that he lives near me because I see him on the tube and he was for a lot of it the only <laughs> person not wearing a mask on the tube. And I was like, well, I definitely right. know that's you. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no like, guys, I think I saw, it's like, no, 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 that's 100%. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think that it's, as str- I, I think that largely because, and I'm very grateful for this, science doesn't seem to have become part of mm. any sort of culture war in this country, where, as, as an outsider at least, I feel that definitely has become the case in, in the United States. Whereas here, like, your vaccination status doesn't really say anything about mm-hmm. your political leanings in, in this country. Uh, and that's right. like, that's a really good thing. Right? Uh, um, we're, yeah, we're very fortunate to be in that position. And, and it's always weird because you get like stopping lockdown uh, demonstrations in central London. And it's like, all right, so you're making it more difficult for me to get to the theatre that I'm playing this evening because there isn't a lockdown uh, with your anti-lockdown yeah. demonstration. <laughs> I'm like, do you not? There's, there's something right. there, isn't yeah. there. Come on, guys. Yeah, I do think I it, it, it does feel like the kind of like conspiracy theory culture is so intensely American that, um, yeah, I'm always curious. But then through the... Through the globalization of right. culture through the internet, uh, that's obviously seeped in over here. And you did get situations where, you know, you see pictures of in Trafalgar Square, there'll be some uh, anti-lockdown demonstration and people have Trump 2024 uh-huh. flags. There, and it's like, that's, that's, not, that's not ours, guys. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I have a Boris Johnson flag in my, in my window. Um, anyway, I could talk about that forever. Let's talk about your your special. Um, it's just transitioning <laughs> wildly. So the special is it out in it, on HBO Max everywhere? Is it or is that just in the US? Uh, it's as far as I'm aware, it's only wherever HBO Max is. So for example, like <laughs> I've not seen it uh, because uh, you can't get HBO Max here. So do that. So basically, as far as I'm concerned, this may all just That's be an true. elaborate prank. Uh, I'm to, part of the ruse <laughs> trying to convince you that your special is real. Yeah, this is just yeah, a, yeah. a Black Mirror episode. Sure. hear thinks he's got a show on HBO. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, but presumably you filmed it within the last... I don't know, six months. I mean, you could see people in the audience wearing wearing masks yes. and, you know, so this is this is mid-COVID. Yeah, so originally it was due to be filmed on the 31st mm-hmm. of March 2020, uh, which right. obviously uh, couldn't happen. Uh, and so ended up being filmed on the 6th of June mm-hmm. 2021. And this was, uh, you remember I was saying that there was that 17th of May when stuff sort of opened up a bit mm-hmm. and then 19th of July uh, really open up, so sort of bang in the middle of that, and that was, as you say, you know, 
theatres could have 50% capacity and have everyone wearing masks and whatnot. But there was just a real, like, come on, let's just, we need to right. just do this. This needs to just be a thing that's completed uh, because otherwise sort of just end up mm-hmm. kicking the can down the road forever. And who knew when everything was going to right. wholly open up and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so it was, well, I guess four months ago and uh, right. 14 months late. <laughs> but it happened allegedly and it is out, it is out allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I definitely did the gig. That's a, sure, that sure, sure, sure. Really yeah. You know, hologram technology is getting really good. So <laughs> there's no way of knowing for sure. Um, I also saw that you um you you tweeted about getting pickpocketed like a Dickens character. <laughs> Which I'm glad yes. I'm glad that you um found the humor in that. It sounds horrible. It's just it's, it was just incredibly annoying because mm-hmm. it's a, well, it was, you know, a job well done on the part of the guy who did it. Yeah. Because uh, it was just like, I was walking across the road and tapped my pocket and I'm like, oh, damn it. Uh, and <laughs> it's just that we just now live in this world where there, there is an absolutely vital piece of equipment to have on you at all times. And if you lose it, that will be a thousand pounds. Yeah. And that's extremely frustrating stuff. But I... I have uh, previously been extraordinarily lax with my insurance purchases. So uh, <laughs> now, now now, I'm actively insured. And if the Artful Dodger tries anything again, I'll be, uh, I'll be absolutely fine. Right. I mean, presumably you did not see the person or, or know until after the fact. Um, right. Because it yes, could have been exactly. a band of orphan children, but it, yeah. you know, or it could have been a grown man. You have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a grown man, but I hope that he had a merry band of orphan children uh, yeah. sort of around him that he returned the goods to and they all had a little song. I <laughs> they think were that that watching quite... from across the street, uh, taking notes, learning. Um, well, we're just about uh, at the hour. Uh, before I let you go, where can people find you and your work? Uh, they can go to ahirshah.com uh, or uh, ahirshah on Twitter. And other than that, uh, if you are in the United States, please do watch Dots on HBO Max and let yeah. me know that it actually exists. And you're going on tour, right? Or you are you are in the midst of tour? Yes, so... So start uh, start a new tour called Dress uh, from the first of November in London and then Amazing. around. We the UK. we have listeners in the UK, so you know if 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 you're there, I hope they'll go see you, and then I hope you come out to the states sometime oh. soon if if we're allowed. <laughs> yes, eventually, Mr. Biden. I, I think that Mr. Biden's allowing us again, so that's uh... probably uh, at this point. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to negotiate just leaving my apartment, so I haven't really read the rules on on traveling outside <laughs> of country lines. But I have faith. I have faith. It's getting better. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. 
This week, I wanted to talk yet again about something I've mentioned before, but now um, there's a book coming out that I'm excited about that I pre-ordered. It is the 1619 Project book by Nicole Hannah-Jones. So I've talked about the 1619 Project before. It started as like this New York Times thing, um, is now more relevant than ever. I feel like it really kind of like instigated the, the critical race theory of it all yeah <laughs> yeah so it was a yeah a huge kind of feature in the new york times and then they turned it into a podcast project and now it is becoming a book so if that is your preferred mode of absorbing information which um is is one of mine mm-hmm. uh you can buy the 1619 project book by nicole hannah jones wonderful what have we been watching, Barry? What have you been watching this week? So I haven't watched a ton of new TV. It's most of the same. I finished What We Do in the Shadows. The season finale Ooh, came out yeah. this past week. Um, but we did together go see Dune, mm-hmm. which I loved. I'm seeing it again tomorrow night in theaters. Listen, it's available on HBO Max, so you can watch it there if you're listening. But it's worth going to see in the theaters. It it's is a big so fun. A movie theater movie. Yes. It's just a big cinematic sci-fi adventure, and I was here for all of it. Yeah, I did love it. I will say, so many movies coming out. I'm excited to be back going to movie theaters. We're seeing another movie tonight. We're seeing The French Dispatch tonight. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff I want to see in theaters, and it's it's been fun. So that's kind of like taking my TV time right now. Yeah. But what about you? What have you been watching? Uh, well, Dune. Yes. And I started reading it also. Yes. Listening to the audiobook along Such with it. Such a good audiobook. It is. Full voice cast mm-hmm. music behind yes. some of it. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched a lot of new stuff. I remember saying a long time ago that I was watching The Simpsons uh-huh. from the beginning. Because um, I'd never really seen all of The Simpsons. And I, I didn't really follow through, but now I'm, I've gone back. Nice. Mostly because it's like some of those early like animation is a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> when you're used to like modern animation, uh-huh. you know, it does that weird thing where all the lines are kind of shaky <laughs> a little bit. Or I'm like, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to be sick watching this. <laughs> right. Well, the TVs that they came out on were all pretty blurred anyway. So yeah. it wasn't like. <laughs> so watching it on like, yeah. High definition. High def like... device is a little. <laughs> disorienting but uh once you get past the first couple of seasons it gets better um but yeah it's funny to watch i mean yeah there's so a there's so many episodes Mm -hmm. b they're so full of references um turns out comedy is actually about references what a lot so all of your criticism of me and my references i love your references i just don't ever get any of them (laughs) So yeah, Dune and The Simpsons. Um, What's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is a book I have been reading and listening to, which is Little Weirds, written by Jenny Slate, Mm -hmm. whom I love very, very much. Um, It came out, I think, last year. It's been out for a while, but I just started reading it, and I fucking love it. Her writing is amazing. It's like... Uh, it's like surreal at times. It's funny. It's sad. It's sweet. And the audiobook is all, I do recommend reading it because some of them are like super short and almost like little poems that are fun to just look at. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also great to listen to because she's such an amazing voice actor. And so the performance of the book is great. And it's so her voice that it just, 
I'm really enjoying listening to it. But like, it's the first book I've read in a while where there have been multiple times where I've stopped and like highlighted passages because <laughs> they're like so beautiful and meaningful uh-huh. or like so funny. Um, so yeah, it's I really am enjoying it. And it's also nice because it, it is a book of like essays and stuff like that. It's not, you know, a narrative from start to finish. So if if any listeners out there have been in like a reading rut or something, this is a pretty good one to pick up because you can like take little bits at a time. Right. And I'm loving it. It's not like a multi-book epic, epic like yeah. Dune. Right. Although I am, once I'm done with Little Weirds, I'm going to dip back in and start reading book five because I got so excited watching the movie. But mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? What's your non-TV chaser? Um, Mine is the opposite of a book, uh, <laughs> which is... I've alluded to several times in this episode, and that is TikTok. Hey, she's on. (laughs) I haven't made any TikToks of my own, but um, yeah, I guess I just kind of like avoided figuring out what TikTok was. I was like, you know what? This is new technology (laughs) that I don't have the mental capacity to uh, figure out right now. And then, you know, when you would fall into like YouTube holes where Mm -hmm. like, you know, you finish one YouTube and then you click on one of the recommended videos and like before you knew it you'd spend hours yeah tiktok is like that but it takes away the time that you have to click on another video (laughs) so it's just like automatically going from one thing to another i've literally lost days of my life (laughs) already good 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 healthy 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 it took a matter of 36 hours for it to call me a full (laughs) fag At this point, I've been identified as like a gay with uh, deteriorating mental health. (laughs) And um, it shows me a lot of videos of um, white women screaming at um, customer service employees. (laughs) It's like shaming, shaming Karens, basically. Good, good. So that is the corner of TikTok that I've been exposed to and that I lose several hours in. Congratulations. Uh, But yeah, it is um just a it's it's a fun app and i will uh perhaps dip my toe in starting to make some of my own we'll see but yeah that is it for this week's episode so thank you for listening to unhappy hour if you want more unhappy hour shit and obviously you do you can head to my patreon page where you'll get video of bonus worst things first stories video of extended guest complainer interviews and an entire separate podcast feed of all of the bonus stories every single week so it's like a second day of unhappy hour stuff that you get right in your podcast feeds you also can buy some merch at unhappyhourshop.com as always head to apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey that's a-u-d-a-c-y wherever you get podcasts follow us then rate us and review us but only if it's nice i don't want to hear your shit Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Arlena Revelo, and me, Matt Bellisar. Special thanks to Jenna Weisberman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Dune, 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 dune.
should have been hired to compose the score of the film. I should have. John Williams, anyone? Arlene says it was a B flat. So I was right. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>